Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey everybody, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Jim Renner. Jim Renner grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, and also Salt Lake City, Utah. After 10 trying years of working in business, Renner was inspired to explore his artistic vision and embarked upon his career as a sculptor in 1990. He began exhibiting in galleries in 1993 and has since gained significant recognition. Renner's seminal series of works is immediately identifiable with simplified figures and forms depicting men in suits, combining the traditional medium of bronze, with modern forms of flat laser cut steel, he illustrates concepts of corporate success and the obstacles faced by the modern working man. Drawn on both his past professional experiences and those of his contemporaries, Renard composes thought-provoking works to which viewers undeniably react and relate. Renard continually exhibits at the major U.S. art fairs as well as galleries in New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Florida, Utah, New Mexico, Maine, Colorado, and British Columbia with private and corporate collectors worldwide. So I present to you all Jim Renner. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning, Diana. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Let's get into this conversation. So this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. So my first question to you is, what does purpose mean to you? Well, purpose has got so many different things and angles to it for me. And I've been thinking, you know, what's my purpose? Okay, so as far as being an artist, I think being my purpose is uh, creating uh, three-dimensional objects that uh, will illustrate a concept verbally. So um, that's always been, I think, what I've done and what I've tried to do well is to create a three-dimensional object that will illustrate a point. That's awesome because, like you say, you're a a sculptor. You know, you you have your mindset is different from other individuals, of course, in different. Places. A lot of people have said that my whole life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool to be able to dissect things with that kind of mentality because I know when I was in college, um, you know, they say, you know, you take your prerequisites in the beginning, but then as you get further on into your college career, you start taking classes for what your major was. And they say, when you graduate, you will really think about life the way that you, you know, all the things that you studied in school. So if you're a health background and you see something, you're like the person like, oh my God, did you touch that and didn't wash your hands? Or, you know, whatever (laughs) your background is, if you're a business person, you're always thinking about, you know, handling business all the time time or if you're you know an architect everything is numbers or graphs so it's like you see these things so I can only imagine the things that go in your head when you're actually creating well it's funny because you do think that way you're exactly right um I see a a lady carrying a surfboard on the beach and I think put her in a business suit you know because she's going to work kind of thing you know I remember I did one piece uh of uh uh, Ron, my uh, agent, uh, we were bringing a ladder to a big sculpture down in uh, Union Square Park. 
and he was Karen and he was across the street and he had it up on his shoulder. And I thought, that's such a good visual, you know? So it's called startup because he's taking his corporate ladder and he's ready to put it down and start climbing. And so that that's how I think. It's just interesting like that. It's always, for me, it's not, um, it's the concept behind it that has to come. Mm -hmm. And it's the concept behind it that I try to illustrate. So it's not, for example, just doing figurative work to where I'm, I'm doing realism or somebody posing, things like that. That's always good exercise and good work. But for me, my the work that uh, is most important is what is conceptually based, I guess. Yeah, amazing. So if you had one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Oh, my gosh. Um, I know when I wrestled in high school, it was uh, our word for the, the team word was tenacity. Because <laughs> we were tenacious. My coach yeah. is really funny guy. He's a very smart guy. And nobody had ever heard that word before, you know, in high school for Grand Island. I don't know if there's one word. Um, I can go into a lot of things. Uh, wide body, but is that one word that might be two? Uh, I mean, there's so many things. I, I uh, One word. Let me think. Gosh, I don't mean to linger on that, but uh, I don't know if I can come up with one word. But, but <laughs> what I've done, and maybe you can find a word for it, is mm-hmm. always tried to uh, do the best I can with what I got. I never complained about what I have. I just got busy. And You're a way was, maker. Uh, that was a, uh, that, that's always been part of what I do because I, nothing was handed to me. I had to like figure it out all on my own. I didn't go to art school and I had to go to the foundry and find out how to actually cast things so I could cast them myself and ended up with all of my own equipment in order to do that, that I had to buy at auctions. I mean, just, there's, I just tried to do the best I could with what I got. So maybe it's one phrase. I don't know if that's legal on this thing. But. You're a way maker. You found a way for everything. <laughs> there you go. You got it. I'll go with that. <laughs> so, of course, you you are a man of the art. So, what inspired you to initially start sculpting? Well, I was uh, in the business world, and I was not a very uh, I wasn't happy there. It didn't uh, honestly, I wasn't very good at it, uh, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But uh, when I was a stockbroker, if I picked a stock, boy, you should sell or do a short order. I'll tell you that that fast mm. because it's going down. If I bought real estate. What happened? The market's going down, you know. So I was never really satisfied because I never really had a good understanding of why things did the things they did in the financial markets. So uh, I ended up uh, with a company um, that we'd acquired, a uh, golf ball company, and we were so in over our heads that we ended up selling it uh, after just a year. Thank goodness we had a buyer. But I was... I had a partner at the time and we were kind of looking for another deal to do. And I, uh, I got bored and, and went to the art store because I loved to draw as a kid. I was not very good because I got a C minus in my only art class in high school, (laughs) which is funny to me. Although I probably did suck. So maybe that deserved a C minus. I don't know, but I love to draw. And so I thought, well, I'll go to the art store and get some paper. And, uh, so I'm at the art store and I see this paper and it's just all pressed and it's got little fibers in it. And I'm looking at the texture of this beautiful paper, you know, and I'm thinking I should just take the paper and get a frame and put it in there and hang it on the wall. I sh- if I put anything on it, it's going to make it worse than, than what it is. So then right next to it was some clay. And I thought, well, maybe I'll try clay. You know, maybe I'll go home and, and sculpt a bust of uh, my son. And so I did. I bought this little five pound clump of clay and then uh, took it home and and while he was watching TV that night, I did a bust. And I went, well, that's like crazy, you know? I didn't know I could do this because it looked just like him. 
looking back, it didn't look just like it, but it was actually better than anything I'd ever done before in art in my life. So then I thought, well, this is a fluke. So I went back the next day and got some more and uh, another chunk and did my second oldest. So I had these two busts and I'm like, I didn't know I could do this, you know? Uh, I could make the clay do, I like to say it this way because it makes sense, but I could make the clay move and, and do what I wanted to do where I can't do that with a pencil. And so that was all of a sudden the epiphany that uh, I should do this. And, and the other factor before that actually epiphany came was I had a good friend that worked with wood and he was really good woodworker. And he saw the bust I did and we golfed a lot together. He kind of taught me how to golf, but anyway, so I went over to get him one day and uh, up on a shelf was this clump of clay that kind of looked like it might have been a face. I mean, it was like an alien kind of thing. And so I said, Glenn, you bought some clay. And he said, oh, I can't do it, Jim. I can't do it. And I just went, wow, if he can't do it, everybody can't do it. I should do it. And so that's what started the ball rolling to me thinking. And, and uh, so I went, I ended up going to an art professor that I knew in college uh, when I was there. He said, uh, yeah, you can definitely sculpt. And I said, so, cause I took all of these small little things I'd made mm-hmm. and he said, uh, I said, so do I need to go to college, go back to school? And he goes, not to be a sculptor. And I was just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Never a big fan of school, even though stay in school, be cool, all that stuff. But I'm like, I just don't learn very well in school. And so I said, well, how do I make it bronze? And then he introduced me to a fine art foundry that actually cast work. And that's how I learned the process to where I eventually did it all on my own for years, uh, every step of the process. And now I got I got so busy over, well, probably five years ago, I had to stop uh, doing it myself and letting the foundry take take back over that work because I couldn't get it all done. So that's wow. kind of the story, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know, I love the seat of my pants, I think is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have any like role models or mentors growing up and did it change over the years? Role models, um, not really. I really never had any role models that, uh, other than I shouldn't say that. I think as I got older, I gained a great deal of respect. I have a very good friend. His name is Tom. He's a business guy. He also is self-taught, very bright guy, but I think he got the lowest IQ test in his school. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> but he's very, very bright guy and a self-made man, and he's done very well in business. And uh, he kind of, he really helped me when I was first, he commissioned me to do my first pieces and, and saw that there was a talent there. And he's about 11, 12 years older than me. And he kind of took me and said, okay, I want you to do something for me. And uh, he was also the guy that uh, I'd go to for advice. Cause I'd say, well, what do you think about this? Cause it's in business. And, and I had decisions I had to make about equipment and things like that. And he would always just very, very uh, simply you know, spell it out for me. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. I'll do that. So I would say Tom, his name's Tom Lloyd. He's, uh, he's a business guy, real estate developer out in uh, Utah. And he's, he's an amazing guy and done, done wonderful things for me. Helped me along the way. Okay. I think every artist needs that. I got to tell you, every artist needs support, especially when you're first starting, because uh, it's not as simple as it seems like it should be. Um, there's a whole business and a whole process to getting in galleries and getting your work shown and actually having somebody sell it. I used to, I used to walk around with pieces in my hands and knock on doors, you know, and say, Hey, I thought you might like this. And, and they'd say, no, nah, it's okay. You know, and I'd say, well, 
who do you know that would? And I, I literally, because of my business background and working in sales and as a, as a, uh, as a business owner, it was like, I, I know how to do this. Now I got to do this for me. And so he, he was great though. Tom Lloyd, he'd probably be my biggest mentor and guy I look up to. And he would, he would go, oh, Renner, shut up, you know, but it's very true. Very true. I love it. I love it. So I'm sure through your journey, you've had some ups and downs. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? I think it was, um, I think more than anything, it was financial. I mean, honestly, casting bronze is not cheap. And um, I mean, I had to make a decision. There's basically three people that get paid when a piece of art is sold. And it's the gallery that makes the sale. It's the foundry that, that produced it. Uh, and it's the artist that uh, created it. So I couldn't figure out how, if I charge $3,000 for a piece at a gallery, they sell it for $3,000. used to be a third, a third, a third, and that's easy to think of that in those terms. Right. So they make 1000 the foundry made 1000 and I got 1000 but I got to pay the foundry another 1000 to make the next one. And so I'm like, how do I make any money doing this, you know? So I figured at the time I either got to open a gallery so I get two thirds instead of one or be the foundry. So I get two thirds instead of one. So to be to open up a gallery, you have brick and mortar, you got a lease, you got people you got to have there. Plus you got to have a ton of art in it. Maybe not only yours, but you know, you have to make a go of it. So I decided I, I am a, I'm a worker. I've always been a worker and it's like, I can figure out how to, how to do this. I can figure out the process. And I did and ended up going that route. So that, allowed me making my own work independence, number one, and it made every dollar go twice as far. So that was the biggest challenge, I think. Do, doing that and figuring out how to do it are the two things I think are the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure. There's a lot of pieces that go into that. Yeah. Oh, there is a whole process. And it's not necessarily super technical. It's just discipline. You have to, you know, there are parts of it, the mixture of the slurry, for example, which it would take, I mean, we could spend another half hour talking about the process, but um, has to be right. If, if the mixture is wrong, the piece will not turn out the way it's supposed to be. So you have right. discipline, but it's, but it's, thank goodness for me, it was simple that I could, you know, know the steps and figure it out. It did take me a while to figure out wax to bronze, but we can go into that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your meaning of success? And what do you consider maybe your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Well, I think uh, children are probably the biggest success a guy has in his life. And I'm blessed with, with those wonderful kids of mine. But beyond that, I think... Uh, I think being able to do what you want to do and have the independence to be able to do that, the opportunity, the independence giving you the, the opportunity to, I think that's the biggest success is when somebody can actually do what they want to do and make a living at it so that they can continue to do it. And that is what I'm probably most grateful for, you know, at this point that I can, that I can do it, you know, and still do it. Yeah. And hopefully continue doing it. <laughs> Yes, because I've seen some of your pieces and your art is beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank, thank you very much. I never was for one to you do. Are. I never been a one to do like stuff like that. I'm more of a digital artist. I yeah. can create on uh, my computer. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. So 
I'm sure at times, you know, you get busy. So how do you practice like self-love, self-care? Like, what do you do like to set that time aside just for gym? Well, I used to play a lot of golf. Um, and that was for two reasons. One, it did, it, golf is for me, you could also be a runner, which I used to run as well and, and get on my bike. I, I love the mountain bike. So get off on my own or even with my buddies and go into the mountains and because I used to live out west and mountain bike was a, a great experience for me. For me, biking here in Manhattan, especially through this coronavirus where there's no cars. I mean, there were literally no cars on the street for like two months. Mm-hmm. That was such a great experience. I went through all the five boroughs. No, four, four of the five. I didn't get mm-hmm. to, to uh, Stanton Island, I don't think. But anyway, that that's something that uh, gives me an opportunity to clear my head and think while I'm doing it. The other thing is driving. I have to a lot of times drive cross country to deliver work. I like doing that. It, it's kind of a long time for me and I can meditate. Um, but th- so those are the things I, I like. I used to I mean, I love sports. I was wrestler, which, you know, but I'm old now. Nobody wants to wrestle me because it'll hurt me. But, um, <laughs> but I like athletics and I like exhausting myself and I like doing something physical. And that, that's what okay. really helps me have my own time. So, and it comes out in various ways, like I say. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. So I started asking this next question um, in my last season and it, and it works really good with the podcast. So if you can give young Jim a piece of advice, what would you tell him? Um, you're an artist. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> Be an artist. I mean, I had, I got started late. I got started 20 years behind all of my peers, you know, that of course I didn't even know what they were doing at the time, but I got started late. And I think if I had gotten started earlier, I would have, uh, I don't know, I'd covered a lot more ground. Maybe that would be the way to say it. But then I think about it, the experiences I had in business and in life, that the choices that I made are what has made me who I am now. And, and that's the inspiration behind the work that I do. So I don't know, but I do like the idea because I was always discouraged from doing that with my family. They thought, you can't make any money as an artist. You can't, you know, you need to do something. That, and so I did. I went along with that. But then it was finally, I, I can't do it anymore. And then I became, right. found out who I really am, and that's an artist. So you're an artist would be the, uh, and that's why you're late. And that's why you uh, <laughs> are flaky sometimes. <laughs> I didn't understand why. Nobody did either, but it's because I'm an artist. Not that artists are flaky. I don't mean, everybody will get mad at me about that. I don't know. Maybe that's just a personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what is one tool or resource that you use every single day that you cannot live without? Internet. Internet. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, it's everything. I mean, everybody talks about being addicted to your phones. And it's like, well, let's see, my phone's all my music, my phone's books, my phone's magazines, my phone's a newspaper, my phone's my email. I mean, it's like, what do you mean addicted to your phones? It's like, it's a tool that that I use every day. And it's the internet. So it used to be, as an artist, uh, even, even, I don't know if it was, I mean, I remember remember having conversations with other artists about that as we were sculpting in the studio. And, and, uh, they used to use magazines. They subscribed to every magazine they could because they were looking for visually. Of course, we all go out and take photographs. I loved it, photography, and I always take a lot of photographs. And that's where you get your inspiration from. But the internet is such a tool now that 
all those things are online. So I, I could not get by. It would be the, the dark ages for me if, if uh, the whole thing went down. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, be like, wow, what's happened? So can you tell our listeners about any um, maybe upcoming projects or events you may have? Yeah, I've got uh, this year's kind of a unique year, as we all know. Um, everything's canceled, but uh, normally I'd have some art fairs coming up. I'd have art fairs, uh, Art Miami. I don't even think that's happening this year. I haven't heard for sure yet, but I don't think it is. But we've been busy, Team Cavalier, at getting my work out on the streets in Manhattan. Um, so I've got a new, I think I'll have two new pieces out and I think it's 1750 Broadway. Um, okay. so they'll be on display. There's the, uh, Hope Sculpture, uh, which is across the street and I'm going to have, uh, WTF, <laughs> which I think is funny. It's kind of an ironic, you know, play on things visually because you got mm-hmm. hope on the one side and then you're like, wait, what the is going on? <laughs> So that piece will be out, and then I've got another guy that will be on the other corner of the building, um, and it's titled uh, it's titled uh, Walking the Tightrope. It's a guy up on a wall, and uh, he's about he's only about three feet tall, but he's up on like a twelve foot wall, so he's quite up in the air. And so that those two pieces will be out, and then we have some other opportunities like that that are happening. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on coming up. I think we'll be having a show. I'll give you the details on it, but there'll be a show once uh, the gallery uh, on 57th. I've got so many pieces in there right now, but but I'll have to get back to you on that. I think they're, they're, I think Ron's planning a show for me uh, in like uh, November in the gallery here on 57th. Awesome. That's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be amazing. So how can our people, you know, follow you on social media or you have a website, email they can contact you by? I do. Uh, JimRennert.com. Just my name, J-M-R-E-N-N-E-R-T uh, dot com is my webpage. And then I do have an Instagram uh, that I put a lot of, you know, what's happening and new things and my view of the world sometimes, uh, which is underscore Rennert works and then underscore. Um, and that's my Instagram account. And then you've got Cavalier Galleries as well, which is just as it sounds, CavalierGalleries.com. Those are where you can follow me and my work. Awesome. Awesome. So before we go, can you give our audience a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Hey, believe in yourself, believe what you have and do what you can do. I mean, the thing that is interesting to me is um, when I sculpted those first pieces and then had to go through the process of there's so many different aspects to it, welding, grinding on metal and, um, working with wax and making molds, working with silicone. Everything I did became easy. And that was such an indication to me that that was the direction I should go in. So if you, and they always say, you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. Mm -hmm. Find out what you love and then just do it. Because if you love it, you'll be good at it. I I believe if you love it, you'll be good at it. So I would say follow follow your your hopes and dreams and and believe in them and, and you'll see them happen. Just be a worker because that's what it takes. Nobody gives it to you. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jim, I enjoyed our conversation today. Oh, Tiana, thanks for having me. This has been really nice. 
Yes, and I hope everyone was, you know, writing down these good gems you were dropping, how they can contact you on social media and through your website. And I know you're going to be doing some amazing stuff for the remainder of the year and also in 2021. Uh, so I'm excited. Well, <laughs> up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Real one. Boss.